Was it pretty hard growing up? Yeah. Because of no, what, what was going on? No money, no job, yeah. you know, uh, politics, like you say. I don't know how to say it, but it's worse than here. This is the Real Food, Real People podcast. As I was getting this week's conversation ready to go, I realized this is my family's story lived out by a different family a hundred years later. Our guest is Everson, Washington area dairy farmer Enrique Mendoza, who grew up in Central America, came to the United States as a young man and found his love for farming and producing food. And now he's pursuing that dream and he talks all about it, the challenges that he's faced. But even more importantly, he's really focused on what the future will be for him and the dairy that he dreams of building, as well as his family and what he wants to see for his kids. My family, too, came from a different country and over the generations grew food here in Washington State. I'm Dylan Honkoop, and this is the Real Food, Real People podcast documenting the real-life stories of the people behind our food here in Washington and sharing them with you so we can reconnect all of us, those of us who eat food and those who produce it, and change our food system in the process. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation with Enrique Mendoza and how he worked for uh, a dairy farmer, Jerry Vendelin, in the Everson area for years as he grew this passion for producing milk and, and dairy products and how that relationship and his drive to realize his dream has brought him to where he is now. What's it like to go from working on a dairy to then running your own dairy? That's a big step. Uh, I don't know, really. <laughs> it just... Just happened? Just happened. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, was that something that years ago you would have seen yourself doing? Or well, how did it happen? When I started working with Jerry in 2002, mm -hmm. um, I started as a milking cow. Mm -hmm. And uh, by that time, I think he, he was milking 250 or less than 250 cows. Mm -hmm. And I was getting my own cows and scrape and... Uh, it's a night shift, and uh, mm -hmm. when I moved to Guatemala, in here. Okay. And then, uh, well, my first job, I guess, it was uh, a dishwasher. Really? You never saw. Nice. <laughs> so, and um, my dad used to work for Randy Stey. Okay. Uh, I think that's what his last name is. Yep. Um, for a couple months, and then uh, I brought my, my brother here that Jerry was looking for a milker. Mm -hmm. so, we came and asked him if we could give me the job. Yeah. And it was a part-time, for a shift a week. So a month later, I think I got a full-time job. Mm -hmm. So I quit uh, Randy and moved to Jerry. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's when all started, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you were full-time milking, and then milking. you were probably doing other stuff on the no, farm? No, just milking. Just milking, full-time. Yeah. Uh, two years, I think, maybe. And... I saw these guys out there and driving tractors, dealing with cows. I think I can do that job, you know? Yeah. I, I don't want to be a milker for the rest of my life, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to learn more. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy, I uh, can't remember if he hurt himself or he quit. Uh, 
And I asked Jerry, hey, Jerry, can you teach me how to scrape and feed and run tractors? And, yeah, yeah, sure. So I ended up doing that job mm-hmm. and then quit milking. Well, not milking, but I ended up doing stuff outside, right. which is it's a lot different than yeah. uh, milking cows. Milking cows, you just punch your time car in <laughs> and go to milk until yeah. you finish and go yeah. home. Yeah. Working outside, like what kind of what kind of stuff do you do, or uh, were you doing outside? I guess at that point, um, pushing cows in, scraping, um, dealing with the cows, you know, freshing cows, stuff like that. Yep. And uh, then he sent me to do uh, AI school, so I learned that, and then start breeding cows, and mm. then we and I end up doing more stuff and more stuff, and I like it, cows, and they they fun, so yeah, to work with it, and. Uh, so you're more of a cow person. You're like you're a cow guy, as they say, a cowman, versus like a field guy or yeah, something like that. Something like that. I don't. Well, feel I can get it done, but it's you know the job has to be done some somehow. Right. Oh, but, for sure. But yeah. uh, working with the cows, it's it's uh, you're dealing with um, cows every day, and uh, and it's all challenging. Okay. This is what the cow needs, and yeah. you know you gotta make sure, or you have to understand the cow what she needs. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just say that because I know some people in dairy farming, they their favorite thing is more like the crops mm-hmm. and the fields or the facilities. Other people really love the animals and are really talented and working with the cows and can kind of see what's going on with the cow, you know, to keep them healthy. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's that's where. You, that's the part that you really love to do. Yeah, because it's not boring. I mean, it's you get go over here, go over there, and then here and <laughs> back here, and oh, you know, it's <laughs> it's everywhere. And uh, the feel, it's you get up in the morning and until it goes dark, man, you're so tired, your bag hurts, <laughs> and driving tractor. It's <laughs> yeah, uh, it can I can get it done, but yeah. it's not something that I want to do every day. You know, yeah. seven days a week. No, just yeah. I like to be working more with cows, and you know, I don't have a time where I start working. Okay, this is my time. I gotta go to work. Nope, it's when the cows need me. I'm there all the time. <laughs> just like sometimes, um, you only go to sleep at home and then <laughs> get back out. And yeah, yeah. Uh, work, sleep, work, sleep, work, work, sleep. <laughs> yeah, seven days a week. Eat, eat while you're working. Uh huh. <laughs> so just grab your coffee and go to work. What's the key to taking care of cows? To do do what you're doing. What's what's the important part of managing animals like that? The key to managing the cows. Oh, I I don't know. I have no answer for that. I it just um I think it. Just trying to, you know, take care of the cow. And mm-hmm. if you got healthy animals, then... Mm-hmm. What do they need to be healthy? You got to understand the cows. Yeah. That, like I say, you you got to listen to the cows, what she needs. If mm-hmm. she has a problem, you go deal with it. And you got to make it the right decision to... I mean, she can feel much better yeah. when she gets sick. So what do you look at? When you look at a cow, how do you tell how she's doing? Uh, years ago, we start, um, I end up more school, in, in more school, uh, like, with Jerry, he's, like I said, he's a, he's a nice boss. He's a nice, nice guy, and he teach me everything what 
cows need it. You gotta understand the cow and end up from um, so, uh, some school. You learn more about animals, and uh, and you start thinking about you. Yeah, cows they're just like human, you know. They have a headache. They got a stomach pain or whatever. Yep. And when they get co- you when just like when you get cold and stuff, you need something. Um, mm-hmm. Either aspirin or something, or go to the doctor or <laughs> yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. if you don't understand what the animal, then that's what you call your bed. Yeah, and then explain it what the cow symptom has and stuff like that, and then the bet helps you out. Well, it looks like the uh, Juno, the Juno, the robot is going to push the feed up. Yeah, is so that what it does? It just automatically goes, goes along and pushes the, the feed, feed up. Because I can see here, like, the feed, the cows eat, but as they eat, their noses kind of push it out. Uh-huh. So this pushes it back, back up to in. where they can get it yep. so they can keep eating. Mm-hmm. So this one used to be a Jerry, and uh, he bought a new one. Mm-hmm. So this one came over here. That's pretty slick. <laughs> and it just does it all by itself. Eh, sometimes it fails, you know, but <laughs> it just, boom, goes up. Does its thing. <laughs> yeah. I like that. They're cool. Uh, when we first bought it, I thought it's going to take my job away <laughs> yeah. you know, years ago, but yeah. no. Uh, There's always makes, more to do. <laughs> uh, it makes your life easier you, so you can focus on doing other things. So, yeah. So, so what, what's in this feed here that these cows are eating? So what we have in there, we have grain, um, hay, grass, and corn silage. Okay. So it's a TMR, mm-hmm. they call it TMR. It's a grain mix. Um, comes directly from the mill and uh, they deliver it and uh, we have corn silage grass alfalfa simple and you guys raise the corn and the grass silage we don't have enough acres but yeah mostly we have uh, enough acres to um, grow our grass Mm -hmm. corn i think we bought some this year yeah so to get through other farms around here that grow it as well Mm -hmm. But it's not like it, it all comes in on a truck from somewhere else. Like, it's no. grown around here. No, we have to, like this year, we end up buying, I don't know, I forgot how many acres we end up buying. So, he planted for us. We um, He chopped it. We mm-hmm. just pay him. He takes care of it. We just, okay, it's time to chop. So, we send our chopper guys and get mm-hmm. it done over here. And then you store the silage here so that can be used later. Fed out through mm-hmm. the winter. Yep. You guys produce food. How often does that cross your mind too? I mean, I know you like working with cows. Do you like that you're producing something that people eat? Yeah. Uh, when the pandemic started, you know, all yeah. people went crazy and then there's no <laughs> food at the store. Well, yeah, we're still producing food. We know we're 24 hours and I don't know why people, they get freaked out and stuff like that. There's yeah. plenty of food out there, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so years ago, we started talking to yeah, it was a conversation between Jerry and uh, we sit down and you realize that you, when you get up in the morning, how many people do we feed every day? Not just a few, mm-hmm. millions. Yeah. So you better, it's true. you have to feel happy with that when you get in the morning. You're not, not, you're not doing this because you enjoy doing it. Well, of course, I enjoy doing it, but also mm-hmm. you feed in the world, you know? It, it gives you a real sense of pride. Yeah. I know I could say that I don't farm right now, but growing up farming, <laughs> I mean, I, I also like the work, but there was just something about that at the end of the day, 
you know, shipping the food down the road, whether it was helping out on my grandparents and, yep. you know, their, their dairy farms, you know, the milk truck would show up yep. and they would load the milk up and it would, there it. would go down the road and somebody was going to eat that and drink that. Mm -hmm. And same with my dad with the berries, you know, every day we were picking the fruit and sending it in and it just something really satisfying about making food for people. Yeah. I can't remember what month was that, but I went to get some milk at the grocery store in Everton and then there's no milk. No cheese. What's this happened? This was with the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. So well, now where am I going to get milk? <laughs> you can go take it out <laughs> of the tank. Out. Well, go get out of the tank, you know. <laughs> take it out there then. But, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, um, a lot of people that don't, you know, that farming, it's, they saying we are bad people, but a real world, I guess, no, it's not. We, we love our animals. I love the cows, so. I enjoy coming every day, whatever night or morning, anytime the cows need me, I'm here and yeah. in there. So yeah, what do you think about people who say dairy is scary? You know, da dairy. You, we shouldn't be eating dairy products uh, because it. You know, to get dairy products, to get milk, you have to mistreat cows. Is that true? No, it's all. It's all lie. It's all bullshit. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the world. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to think about those people. I mean, milk is good. Meat is good. Yeah. Uh, cheese, whatever. When you go to a restaurant and you ask for something, they always um, product in your food from the farm in, a, in your plate. And it's not like you have to harm these cows to get milk from them. No. You, you aren't abusing them. No, these, especially the Jersey, you know, they're always friendly and then it's like, oh. Who's there? And then, you know, they they always, they want to be a pet. Uh, compared to Holsteins, they don't, ah, I don't care, you know. Yeah. But the Jersey, they, they are kind of like the pet. Yeah. So they, if you go in the barn, they will follow you. They will start, they'll be with you. Yeah, they'll be with you all the time. They kind of, what's going on here, you know? <laughs> really friendly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can see them. Uh, that one cow right there is, oh, two cows are licking each other. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're cleaning each other off, rubbing each other. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating to watch these cows. And, and when you actually see them on a, on a farm like this, it's like you can tell these cows are not upset. They aren't locked in. They're just hanging out. They can, they can do whatever. They have free stalls mm -hmm. here. They can do whatever they want. Yep. So when it gets cool, we'll make sure that we cover everything. Yeah. You know, so they can be warm inside shelter for mm -hmm. yeah well, when it gets well, plus cows kind of like cold don't they not really cold but cool yeah. weather yeah they they can handle it that everything you know when it gets summer well well we make sure we turn on the fan and it's the you know the airflow flows all the time so yeah it's all good so where did you grow up in guatemala in guatemala mm -hmm. did you grow up around farming at all uh my dad used to have some beef cows mm. or well not beef I'm not going to say beef cow. Uh, we use um, bulls to do our field work because okay. we don't have tractors. Yeah, like oxen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he has about 12 bulls and 10 uh, cows. What was the field work for? Like, what was he growing crops then too? Corn or beans, uh, onion, garlic. That's mm -hmm. what we grow, you know, years ago. What was that like growing up? In that country at that time? Wouldn't have a lot, you know, like, but it was fun to do it. Um, mm -hmm. You could go to work at the same thing when you're kids, go, go help your dad. Yeah. 
my mom out there and uh, my dad bought those uh, small animals then we grow up i mean i mean they grow up mm-hmm. and then um yeah we end up doing field work for the bulls you know i don't know how to explain that but we use bulls to do the field work yeah so, and, yeah uh, but my dad moves here in i think in early 84 or 83 okay somewhere okay and uh, i never went to school well i did went three uh, great in guatemala but mm-hmm. after that never went to school really yeah. is that normal there yeah because you gotta walk like two hours two hours and a half to get to the school walking and uh when the rain starts and you got a big <laughs> river now you can't cross the river yeah so it's yeah when i move here it's totally different world yeah so uh, it used to be sort of more like that here, though, a long time ago. Years ago. Like, I just interviewed my grandpa mm-hmm. for this podcast, and he talked about that was a big issue when he was young. This was, like, in the 1930s. His dad did not want him to go to high school. He didn't want any of the kids to go keep going to school because he said, well, they're just going to be dairy farmers anyway, mm-hmm. so they should be on the farm <laughs> working, you know, and he had to walk, you know, several miles, it took him an hour or so to walk to school too really? back though, back in those days. Yeah. And well, it's, it's, so that's the same kind of thing. It's the same kind of thing. You got to cross the mountain, get to the side of the mountain and you see the school, but there's a river. Well, and so, and what I'll, I don't feel like going to school. I'll never go to school. I just end up on the river fishing. <laughs> you know? So, um, so when did you come to the United States? In uh, March, eighteen two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah. How how was that possible? How did you make that happen? Well, because my dad applied for um, like a visa to yep. move to the United States. You know, in. 85 i think mm-hmm. and that time it's easy to fill up papers right if you have a job you can support your family and mm-hmm. prove yourself you are, you are a good citizen well then okay then come on in come on in <laughs> legally you know yeah. and then yeah that's what we did you know all the family move in uh, mm. we are six brothers uh four brothers got two sisters um my dad and mom, they live in Sumas. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, but he was here in the U.S. Right. for quite a while, and he, you were still in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. He did goes, he go back and forth? Yeah, he goes back and forth just to sit. So did he still have the farm and stuff in Guatemala and would come back and forth for that? Uh, it's not. I'm not going to say it's a real farm. It's just a small, right. you know, couple, couple beef cows. And, yeah, for sure. And, uh, the ground, what he owns, he still has it. Nice. And, uh, the house in there, it's old, so he built a new house. Mm. He thinking he when he gets retired, he's gonna go back. You know, a couple months over there, a couple months over here. That's his plan. Yeah. <laughs> so because he had status here from in the eighties, mm-hmm. then when you came, you were able to get status here because you had family here. Yeah. That whole system is so messed up. You know, because uh, we need people to be able to come to this country for various reasons. But it's gotten so hard. It's almost impossible for some to do what your dad did in the eighties. To do that now is so hard to do, right? I guess um, I I don't know how that system works. I mean, we end up paying a lawyer to get yeah. the paperwork right, and yeah. uh, we came here, you know, with all the families. And uh, yeah. I know how that goes because my wife is Canadian. Oh really? So. <laughs> 
So when we got married, I had to, you know, sponsor her basically to come into mm -hmm. the U.S. and go through that whole process too. It was expensive. It is. And it was really frustrating because no one tells you what you're supposed to do. You just have to figure it out and then you do the wrong thing and then they get mm -hmm. mad at you. Yep. And you, get, you pay the price. But finally we got a green card for her and it took a long time. Really? It so was I'm, frustrating. I'm working on my wife's, um, you know, green card too. Yeah. But with this pandemic it's 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 holding you know it's it's gonna take longer than what we thought but yeah. we need to have patience everything will be all right yeah <laughs> i've been there i know that because we actually got married and the green card hadn't come yet uh -huh. so she had to go back and forth and she couldn't live down here for the first several months of us being married oh. until finally her green card was good and then she could fully move down my brother oldest brother used to be a dairy too and uh, all all this dairy here if it wasn't for Jiro and his wife i won't be here so yeah what what was it like coming here at that time were you ready to leave guatemala and come here like or did, or did, did were you not wanting to leave home i didn't want to leave home yeah you know because i grew up in uh where my friends are you know uh yeah go out there and you know go hunting at night it's and when I move here, I have no friends. I have nobody. Right. <laughs> That's not easy. So, but I end up working and uh, so kind of like the cows and learning more. And I start falling in love with the cows and they, I end up over here. But this is going to be uh, for just a period of time. I'm, I'm going to move somewhere else where I can, uh, if everything goes good, make a little more equity mm -hmm. and then uh, yep. move to somewhere else where I can you know, start building what I want. Yeah. So where do you think? Like still around here or you leave? I love Washington. Why? Because it's green country. There are yeah. a lot of people say it's God country. <laughs> <laughs> we we are very spoiled here. Yeah. This this country is beautiful. Uh, Even though the I neighbor mean, around here, they're pretty good neighbors. Yeah, that's good know. too. Even though it had to be have been a change for you coming here from Guatemala and then it's gray and rainy here for... How many months of the year? Uh, That's kind of depressing. Lots of people don't like that. Eh, I don't care. <laughs> See, then it's good. Then it's perfect. Yeah, it's cold. It's raining. It's whatever. It's snowing. <laughs> yeah, we, we're very fortunate here. And it's good a good place to dairy. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I think so. Um, the only thing that it's, well, for the years I've been here, you know, when I move here, there's a lot of dairies in, around here that time. Yeah. But not anymore. So they slowly... Give them up, I guess. Uh, Why is that? What, what's happening that I makes no, that go? I have no idea. I asked that question myself too. Yeah. <laughs> it's Well, it's not easy to dairy for one, and you know that, right? Uh, yep. That's maybe one of the reasons. Yeah. And families aren't necessarily continuing it on. From what I'm seeing, you know, the, the children don't want to take on the farm, so then the farm goes away. Yeah. We need more people like you who haven't been in dairy who want to do it and continue on. But that's my dream, you know. I hope my kids, uh, you know, if everything goes good and um, pay the cows off and mm -hmm. want to get older, I, mean, I, I don't want to go do something else. I want to be, you know. i do this. On, this one, you know, until I can't walk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll hold you to that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, hopefully my kids yeah. take, take over. I mean, yeah. that's 
that's my dream. Wow. Well, it is really hard though for people to get into ownership. Has that been hard for you to you know go from working on a farm to working your way towards ownership? I know I've thought about it because my dad's a farmer, and I think, well, what will happen to his farm? You know, he's about to retirement age now. Well, what? I don't think I can afford to do that to, to carry um, that on. If it if you like it, and then why not? I mean. Yeah, people out there will help you. And like this one, I mean, like I said, if it wasn't for Jerry and his wife and people, a lot of people that you know, yeah, you guys can do it. Come on, go for it. You know, if you have the guts, go for, go go do it. You know, even if you fail, well, you're born with nothing. Yeah, what are you what are you gonna lose? Yeah. <laughs> well, but a lot of people don't think that way either, right? Yeah, so, but a lot of people they. People that I know from Guatemala, they think I'm a rich man because I have a, well, I start dairy. I mean, I have a dairy. Mm -hmm. They think I'm a rich guy. Yeah. What do you think? I own a lot of money on the bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I know because. Yeah, farmers, so they don't make money. They would probably think I was rich too. And I'm like, no, I'm broke. <laughs> yeah. But we don't make money. We just. We're doing this because we love to do it, you know. Yeah. This is what we do. Yeah. And, uh, but also you're willing to take the risk and you're willing to put in the work. Mm -hmm. Other people aren't. And they're waiting for somebody else to tell them what to do or to pay them to do it. This is something I want to learn uh, in the future well. Because uh, um, on here we are partnered with Jerry, you know. We're, we're still in partner and I'm still managing his dairy. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. I was a manager and well, I'm still the manager, but I don't know. The money goes in, I mean, comes in, goes out. <laughs> yeah. And I did, at the, you look at your book and say, well, geez, <laughs> now right? you're going to make money to pay you, you know, to, to keep going. And, yep. and it's, it's totally different when, when you are, you're a manager, you just run a farm, you just, get right. your job done and go home. But yeah, this is totally different, you know. Yeah. Is it scary? <laughs> Uh, not really. Yeah. Tomorrow will be a good day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what keeps farmers going, right? Like, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll be all right. Next, next year will be good. <laughs> uh, so, as long as you, you know, you still love what you're doing, yeah. it should be all right. You don't, cows, you got healthy cows. And, yeah. Yeah. Plus, I, I would think, you know, if I were ever, ever to get into farming, which I still think about sometimes, I would have to tell myself, well, I'll try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mm -hmm. still know how to work and I can go work somewhere else. Yeah. So might as well go for it. So <laughs> there was two options before, you know, and I would, how did this one start, you know? Years ago, I told you, if one day you want to sell your dairy, you know, um, yeah. give me the option, you know, to buy yeah. it, to, to get into it. And I said, okay, yeah, we'll, think, we'll, we'll do. Yeah. And then I, yes, he, you know, you thought, well, let's, let's, let's get started. Let's look for a dairy, you know, let's try to, to try to find a place and we can be partners. Yeah. And that's, I think uh, I make a good choice because otherwise I was going to go to breed cows for select sires, you know, mm -hmm. and still be on the farm, but this is a totally different world, you know. Yeah. It's, um, you're still going to be on the cows, but, uh working for somebody else, you have your time to start and what time you finish, it's kind of like, nah, 
I don't want to do that. You know? <laughs> do it tomorrow. Yeah. So. What's that cow do? What's that cow doing over there? Uh, they like to lick on the post or everything. <laughs> or I don't know what they do. And they, they All just, of a sudden you hear weird sounds. Yeah. Well, she's, oh, that's right. We're, we're hanging around with some jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she's crushing for butt somewhere. You know, <laughs> uh, I guess they're protected from uh, messing with their robot here, so that's good. That's the idea. Good thing that there's plywood there. Otherwise, they would chew on the robot. Yeah. <laughs> but also, the, the plywood... One of those days, we'll have to replace them yeah, because they're going to eat it all. Wear through it. Yeah. Curious so. cows. Yeah. I was just watching one a few minutes ago behind you chewing on a on a metal chain. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we end up, but what, was that? what year? Or, oh, yeah, on oh, 2018. So when we start this dairy, you know, because we have no place to go and we're growing up. So we end up more cows with Jerry, mm-hmm. you know, moving a couple of jersey with Jerry. Yeah, and then they eat the, they lick the post. So now we gotta go back and fix those posts because they, <laughs> yeah, they jersey. Uh, and I guess they teach the Holstein how to do it. Now the Holstein start doing it. So like, <laughs> well, at least that means you'll never run out of work to do. Yeah, you'll yeah. always be fixing the barns. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, what what's been the hardest thing getting into farming? Hmm. I don't think it's nothing hard, you know, being yeah. on a farm. I mean, I I don't know how to, to say that. Yeah. What about being a part of this local farming community? I know there's a lot of people who, oh, they've been doing it for a long time. And have they been like, oh, what's this What's this guy from Guatemala doing? You know, he's, he's going to be farm. Like, what's that been like? Have people been supportive? Or, because I, I know for anybody new getting into it, there's kind of like, well, what, who's this new guy? Oh, <laughs> uh, I find, you know, all the farmers around here, they, they're friendly. I mean, they nice neighbor, you know. Yeah. We help each other. Yeah, for sure. So, and not just me. I mean, uh, I forgot where I went. But there was a guy, too, from Mexico. He started his dairy. Mm. So not just me. There's a couple of guys out there yeah. that uh, from Mexico and uh, a lady from um, Oregon. I think she has his own dairy. Mm. Also ship milks to Dairy Gold. So yeah, probably a lot of people probably see you, Latino guy, and think that you're from Mexico. That's what they think. But you're not from Mexico. I'm not from Mexico. How how different is being from Guatemala than being from Mexico? Like how much do pe- people misunderstand when they think that you're from? That country versus the country that is actually your home country. Different culture. Different culture, yeah. For sure. And uh, same language. It's right. just like United States and Canada, you know, yeah. neighbors. Totally. <laughs> sometimes good friends, sometimes not so much. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, in 2010, I think I got my citizenship. Oh, nice. And... Uh, we still have to do that with my wife. My wife still wants to do that, but we haven't done it yet. Five, it will take years, you know, five. After when you get your green card, then yep. it'll take you five years, and then you can apply for the citizenship. So, Yeah, we got to get doing the paperwork on that because it's definitely been more than five years. But Yeah. So, but so this is my home, and, you know, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. Now it's your home country. Would you ever go back to Guatemala? No, I don't think so. It's There's nothing over there for me. Yeah. Yeah. You still uh, have family or friends back there? I have some cousins. 
Yeah. But uh, my grandma passed away, and uh, mm. grandpa, she, I mean, he passed away on when I was eight. Mm. Um, grandma passed away, I think, in 14 or something, mm. or 12. I can't, I can't remember. So there's nothing over there for me to, to go back. Yeah. Um, my family, they're here. Yeah. My youngest brother, he's in the army, so. Oh, really? Yeah. He decided to go to the army. He used to work for Jerry, you know, helping out sunday and saturdays after yeah yeah and then he decided you know what i'm gonna go he went <laughs> where, where is he at where did that take him uh first he went to colorado mm. and then he went to um iraq so now he's in wow. iraq wow so supposed to coming back after christmas or christmas yeah to visit family wow that's not easy <laughs> yeah but he loves it so good yeah. what does he do in the <laughs> army um I have no idea. <laughs> Whatever they told Whatever me. Whatever they told me. Maybe to it's do. top secret. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> never know. We never know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, my another younger brother, he's uh, full time working with Jerry. So my dad works for G with Jerry, and um, father in law works with Jerry. Mm. So. And your wife works on the farm here too with yeah, you, my, right? My wife works with me here. What's that like working together as a family on the farm? I know that can be a great thing, but it right. can also be challenging. <laughs> ah, well, but if I'm mad, then she's mad. You know? <laughs> but we got to milk the cow, you know. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm sorry. You know? yeah. uh, no, nah, it's all good, you know. So far, we have no problem. I mean, we love working with the cows. Her and me, get the job done today. And go yeah. home with the kids and do yeah. it again tomorrow. Yeah. Are your, any of your kids old enough to help on the farm yet? Yeah. They come over here. They, they're like, they enjoy doing it. Even if they do it just for a little, little while and they go play and doing something else, you know. But yeah. So you, and you have three boys, three right? Three boys. And how old is the oldest? 11. Okay. Well, he's going to be 11. Okay. And, uh, yeah. When I, when I was 11, I, f I fed calves a lot, I know, for my grandpa and grandma. He doesn't, uh, my oldest one, he doesn't like to be in... Uh, you know, milking in a parlor. He wants to drive tractors or yeah. dealing with the cows, you know. <laughs> See, that that was me when I was that age. I, and, and that's when we were talking about that earlier. You're, you're a cow man. You can see, you can look at an animal and see how it's doing and know how to take care of it. I have never have been. I always liked the tractors and the field stuff. And the cows just, they always got in my way and, you know... <laughs> cows are frustrating to me because yeah. they never do what you tell them to do. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. We well, well, maybe he'll he'll grow up to be your your field guy and he'll grow all your crops for you and you'll take care of the cows. I hope so. Yeah. And my other kids, you know, middle one, he ah, he's too young to yeah to push him a little, you know. Yeah. But you gotta sure. teach him a little bit, you know, how dealing with the cow and stuff like that. Yeah. And hopefully they start loving with the girl. They fall in love with the girls. And there we go. And I could get retired soon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you were going to be working in here until you couldn't walk anymore. Well, you know, but if they can take over, well, I guess they'll be, you know, managing. And yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a lot, what a lot of people do. They're still involved, but they let they, somebody else worry about all the debt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let their kids deal with it. Yeah. So coming from Guatemala, a different background, different culture, and coming to the United States, 
what's your, you probably have a different perspective on our crazy politics, and especially lately. Politics have gotten insane. Mm-hmm. I think everybody knows that. Coming from your different background, what do you think of all of that? Do you think, like, this is just crazy what's going on in America? Or I suppose Guatemala probably has its own crazy politics. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Guatemala, it's worse than here. Really? Yeah. Here, you respect the law. Mm-hmm. And over there, if you um, defend yourself, you know, if uh, some, somebody else comes and robs you, well, the bad guy, he's going to be free. You're going to be in jail if you kick his ass. Uh, <laughs> that would be so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, they put the good guys in, in jail and the, the bad guys goes out free. Hey, I'm free, you know. <laughs> that's the, the law over there. It's, yeah, that's why it's just... Um, thankfully for my dad and mom that uh, I never kill anybody. I never rob <laughs> anybody. I never do anything stupid, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I'm... Thanks for my dad and mom. My kids, uh, they born in here, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a good future than what I got over there when I was little. Yeah. And thanks to Jerry and Michelle, you know, like, this is what I got. Right now. Yeah. And hopefully, you know. Was it pretty hard growing up? Yeah. Because, because of no, what, what was going on? No money, no job, yeah. you know. Uh, politics, like you say, it's, 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 I don't know how to say it, but it's, it's 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 worse than here. Mm. <laughs> so when when we you know when you hear people here complaining about how things are, does that make you want to say, uh, you don't know how bad it can be? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't know how bad it can be. You know, here, it, yeah, as long as it doesn't get out of the line more, yeah, what it's right now. It, sh- it should be, oh, yeah, should be good. Yeah, and I'm not one of those guys that get like, oh, <laughs> now what we're gonna do? Yeah, uh, well, Just take I, it as it comes. Yeah, <laughs> I I did get a few. Well, when the pandemic starts, yeah, I'm not worried about getting sick. I'm worried about okay, we just spent lots of money in here, and mm-hmm. the price of the milk went down. So right now, what I'm gonna do? That's when you, I got you know freaked out a little bit. But, yeah. So but, how has that been since, you know, with the pandemic and and trying to stay, you know, keep everybody on the farm healthy, but then also worrying about the markets and the prices and all that stuff. Um, like I say, you know, people got scared and stuff like that. That's where, you know, I think it hits the market really bad. Yeah. But right now, I, I don't think that, you know. It seems to have kind of bounced back. Yeah. The market has anyway. Hopefully the market goes up, you know, climbs yeah. up slowly, but... <laughs> At least enough to pay the bills, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, I just want to pay the bills and yeah, you know, keep the people working. Yeah. yeah, how many people do you have working for you? Um, how many people do you manage? Four full time yeah. and three part time. Yeah. So a jury, I think we have um, eight full time, mm. and um, yeah, eight or ten. So and I forget. I don't know if you said earlier. How many cows do you have here on your farm? Right now we're milking two forty-five. Two hundred forty-five. Yeah. Is that and yeah, it would take that many people to manage that many cows in that size of an operation. Do you worry about oh, you know, what if somebody gets sick with this whole coronavirus going around? Nah, I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think everybody's just hoping for the best now because we all have to keep going. We can't. Mm-hmm. 
we have to be careful, but we can't wait around forever. Yeah, because everybody has bills to pay, right? You got to work. I mean, otherwise, what are you going to do if if you, you shut down? You, you, I mean, you stick your boots in here and might as well just keep going. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, no, don't look back. Just, just keep going and see what the result can well, thank you for sharing your story and being willing to come on the podcast and, and talk about this. Oh, so, thanks for coming. Um, thanks for visiting. Uh, but I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? I mean, do you love uh, cows, uh, being around cows? and um, See, I, I like working in a barn when there's cows in here like this, but I'm not very good at working with the cows myself. Like I said, I'm more of a field guy. Okay. But I do love having a barn full of cows and I like dairy farm because that's what I, you know, that was my grandparents. Mm -hmm. I mean, you spent so much time in the barn feeding calves, just growing food for people to eat is, I don't know, that's really important to me. It is. So I love that. And that's why, you know, even when I'm here, this isn't my farm, this is your farm, but I just feel really comfortable here because this feels (laughs) like home to me. This is what I grew up with. Yeah. Well, this is not my farm, but one day I will. Yeah you know make my build my own farm right for sure the way i want it for sure so this is just like jerry said hey we have to start somewhere yeah and uh exactly we are here today and uh hopefully tomorrow we'll be building a um, new barn yeah for sure <laughs> if i don't get to my goal then uh at least if i can have um 500 cows with robots milking a lot of people they move into the robot milking yeah so I think it's amazing robots seem to be it sounds like they don't work for every situation but when they do work it's a really good thing for the farmer and for the cows mm-hmm. from what i'm hearing yeah cows are more comfortable and uh, they can go anytime to work you know just yeah. just just like me being your, your own boss yeah <laughs> yeah you go be to work anytime and, yeah it's really expensive to put a robot in though well when they first came out yes but now i think it's getting better it's getting better labor it's more uh expensive than uh right. buying a robot yeah because if a robot do it then yeah you aren't you don't have to pay an employee or multiple employees to be milking all the time so but that that's gets expect, expensive in and of itself but like you said you know it's 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 totally different you know it might work for me might not might work yeah. for the neighbor yeah who knows sure yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, technology is has changed farming a lot, right? Oh yeah. Well, like talking about sick cows before. Well, um, that's where we start. You know, doing you checking your fresh cow every day and stuff like that. You don't do this anymore. We have technology that does for us, and then it works pretty good for me. <laughs> we have. Um, I don't know what. I don't know if you heard. You hear about this, but uh, cow manager, it's, it's out there, mm-hmm. and we use cow manager. You probably just see it on your phone then. Mm-hmm. On, a, on your computer, you sit down in your office, and okay, you yeah. got some sick cows. It, it tells you, oh, yeah, wow, you got, check it out. It mm-hmm. works pretty good. It saves me a lot of animals yeah. and time. And yeah, because yeah, you can take better care of your animals, mm-hmm. and you, ha- you before, can do it with fewer people. Before they get sick? You know, the, the cow manager. Like, you know, it, right it, away. No, sir, right away. Because what, their temperature goes up? 
maybe they get a fever or what have fewer steps how does it how does it know um there's a tag on the ear mm -hmm. that um crops temperatures and uh, rumination and if it's time to breed the cow instead of going every morning tail chalking right just go out sit in your office drink your coffee and then <laughs> okay you got three or four animals to breed or you got two three animals six and you did go deal with it you just yeah. go find them and, and it, 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 either they have an upset stomach or you know temperature low or something they might have mastitis or whatever you know right. so and then you, you can you, just go treat them you you catch them earlier before they get real sick then you save an animal i mean yeah you save the cow yeah for sure <laughs> so yeah and then it saves money and produces more milk and cows are happier and healthier it's yeah. it's all good yeah yeah jerry really loves the the cow manager he's like he's He's gonna keep that program for him <laughs> until he he retires or somebody <laughs> takes care of, of uh, yeah. his farm. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so much different than like when my grandpas were farming. You know. Yeah. It's all they didn't have paper. any of those. Oh yeah, it was old school, <laughs> old school. So. Well, thank you again for for doing this. I I appreciate you taking the time and and having me out here to the farm. This is this is really good. Yeah, you're welcome. This is the Real Food, Real People podcast. These are the stories of the people who grow your food. We need more Enrique Mendoza's. Not just because he's a cool guy and fun to talk with and has such a passion and a dream for what he wants to do, but because we're at a crossroads in our food system and in food production and farming here in Washington State. What will the future look like? Will family farms continue? We need people like Enrique Mendoza who are able to continue on family farming where some other families are leaving off and, and no one in the family is, is carrying it on. People like him are the future of our food system here. And I just love hearing from his perspective. It's so much more optimistic with his background and, and the struggles that he's been through. It's, it's really inspiring. And if you want to continue hearing these stories, if you want to be a part of changing our food system here in Washington, here in the United States, for the better, part of that starts with hearing each other and understanding the people who grow that food that we eat. That's what this podcast is about. Again, my name is Dylan Honkoop. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation today with Enrique Mendoza. And if you're as passionate as I am about where your food comes from, maybe more importantly, who your food comes from, and getting to know better who's behind the stuff that we eat, we sure appreciate your support here at the podcast. Follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well as on YouTube. You can see uh, full videos of these episodes and make sure to check out our website, realfoodrealpeople.org and stay connected as we continue on this journey around Washington State to reconnect our food system.